Hello and welcome to the Politic Podcast, the only series about the Ward 1 Alder election that is currently sweeping the campus and knocking on your doors whether you like it or not. My name is Anthony K. Ruz and I'm joined today by Maddie Colbert. Hello everyone. And Simone Seaver. Hi everyone. In today's episode, entitled Chatter with Sarah, we will have a quick speed dating session with Ward 1 Alder Sarah Idelson have an interview with her, and conclude with our rumor mill. Woo, stay tuned. Let's get started. Welcome to the studio, Sarah. We're glad to have you with us. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. No prob. (laughs) So we'll start out with our first segment for today's podcast, entitled Speed Dating. Yeah. Where all of our Mm -hmm. listeners get to know you a little bit better. Are you excited? Sounds dangerous. (laughs) Sounds dangerous. (laughs) Dangerously exciting. (laughs) Okay. First off, how do you take your coffee? I take my coffee black. That's bold. Wow. It's the truth. What coffee shop do you go to mainly in New Haven? That's a good question. Um, I really like the coffee at Blue State, but I try to make coffee at home as much as possible because that can really add up. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's true. Blue State has all my money and they know it. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Spirit animal. Spirit animal. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, probably it's like a bird of some kind. All right, all right. Like a vulture? What kind of bird? <laughs> An like owl. a hawk? <laughs> a dove? Pigeon. Duck. D- duck. <laughs> Albatross. Don't do duck, don't do duck. <laughs> Albatross. It's very allegorical. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a hawk, but without the conservative implications of that. Right, like a liberal hawk. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Good That's save. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember. I was listening to Man by Nico Case this morning. Cool, cool. Hip. I love it. <laughs> okay, how about Last Lie You Told? Last Lie? It's a tricky one. Yeah. It is. Um... Last night, uh, someone offered me some food when I was at their house, and I said no thanks because I wasn't hungry, but actually it was because I'm a vegetarian, and I felt awkward saying that. Boom. I totally feel that. I'm yeah. also a vegetarian. That's like a common lie. Well, I, I just like came back so from a burger joint. <laughs> oh, okay, man. what is the craziest experience you've had on the New Haven Green? craziest um or best (laughs) yeah crazy (laughs) doesn't have to be crazy yeah an experience you've had on the green (laughs) um most memorable i don't know what comes to mind is the tree lighting ceremony that we have on the green each year you set trees on fire yeah, I, I feel like it's not that, but yeah, it, you know, I, I'm I'm always a little ambivalent yeah. about it, but uh, but it's a New Haven tradition. No, um, for for, the, for the holidays flame. we have a ceremony, and I've always thought that the Christmas tree that we put up on the green is kind of humorously large for the scale of the green and New <laughs> Um, but people really love it and come out and kids come and there's this, you know, dramatic moment when the lights go on and 
It's always been sort That's of a so nice. charming New Haven tradition. Yay. That's great. I can't wait for Christmas. I've already been listening to carols. You're already preparing. I'm already preparing. But we understand you graduated in 2012 from Yale, correct? I did. And what did you major in? I was a double major in American Studies and Art. Ooh. Which one did you put on your certificate, your graduation certificate? You get to choose, I think, if you double major. Yeah, you can only do one, which is a very ridiculous rule. Really? Yeah, maybe they changed that <laughs> since you graduated. You should probably but... go back and look, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, I probably should. I should probably check that there's something on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably chose American Studies because even though American Studies is known to be not the most marketable major, it is more marketable <laughs> than, than art. art. <laughs> all good, all good. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, great. Well, I think now we'll move into some maybe policy questions uh, about your platform. And I'm curious, Simone or Maddie, do you guys have any questions to start us off? Um, I just have uh, like an initial question. So being uh, a Ward 1 Alder is a part-time job. So your full-time job is being a graphic designer. Is that correct? Yeah, and, I do. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I do graphic design and communications for the unions that represent the workers at Yale. So the folks like the registrars and the dean's assistants, the dining hall workers. Um, so I do the a lot of graphic design. I actually get to use both of my majors hey. in that context. Um, and how did you get into graphic design? Um, I sort of stumbled into it, honestly. I think um, I... Like a lot of Yaleys, I had a bit of a sophomore slump and was feeling kind of bummed out about my classes and not that excited about reading a million books a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just try something totally different and take some art classes. Um, and I expected it not to go very well, but I actually really loved it. And it's awesome. sort of all history from there. Yeah. So do you usually use Microsoft Paint? <laughs> Our listeners want to know. Yeah, I, I I use Microsoft Paint only on occasion. Okay, it's a terrible software. <laughs> Absolutely terrible but software. It's a good throwback. Okay, well, I'm curious. So you have been in office for it'll be two terms, um, correct? What grade would you give yourself for those previous two terms? What grade? Mm-hmm. Like Maybe in, letter grade. Like in school. Like in school. Um, I actually, I think I've done a pretty good job. I'd probably give myself an A if I'm being honest. Great, great. Yeah. Is this hear. with or without That's great inflation? <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe in, on all mediums. On <laughs> all mediums. Well, then, okay, what would you identify then as your biggest success? Um, I... I think I'm torn. I'm torn on biggest success. I might have to give you two. Okay. Because there are a lot of different, as you know, having been doing this podcast, a lot of different aspects of the job. Um, And I think the work, some of the work I'm most proud of has been about the relationships that I've been able to build on the board um, and having gotten to a place where... I feel like I can have real partnership with my colleagues um, after starting out, I think having to overcome some pretty understandable 
uh, low expectations that I think a lot of people mm-hmm. in New Haven have for Yale students and how we're going to engage with the rest of the city. So I'm proud of that. Um, I think, you know, yeah, there are definitely more concrete policy projects that I'm excited about, but I think in terms of my experience overall, that's probably the thing that stands out. So you definitely think then you've gotten better each term as you've been able to form those relationships. Definitely. That's great. So is it true that you're the minority leader for the Board of Alders? It is true. It's a confusing title. Yeah, would you explain to our listeners what, <laughs> yeah, like how that came to be? Does? Because mm-hmm. everyone is a Democrat currently on yes. the Board of Alders. So does that, there's also a majority leader Correct. and a minority leader who are both Democrats. Currently, that okay. is the case. Yeah, so, um, so basically... The Board of Alders has a group of people who are elected by the board, um, by our peers, to be in what's called the board leadership. And there are uh, a few different roles there. One of them is minority leader, which typically would be held by a member of a minority party. But the charter allows for the alders to elect a minority leader from the majority party if there is no one in that role. So I don't represent the minority, but um, I do the same work that the minority leader would do. So as the minority leader, I understand you get uh, weekly meetings with the mayor. Is that correct? Every other week. Every other week. And what do you talk to him or sorry to her about in those meetings? Um, we talk about the major policy initiatives that we're working on as a board and that she's working on, um, really whatever the key issues are that are coming up. Those meetings are scheduled to be a few days before the full board of alders meets so that we can talk about the things that we're working on in advance of that meeting. Um, on your website, you discuss, uh, your project of the New Haven youth map, Um, Could you just tell me more about that project? Uh, Like how much did it cost to make? How long did it take? Are you confident with the results? Stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So the New Haven Youth Map is an online database that essentially the goal is to have a user-friendly interface for youth and families to get access to information about resources that are available to them. So you know, we think as alders, most of us hear from our constituents um, that there's a lot of concern about there not being enough for young people to do in the city. And I think that's definitely true. And we're doing a lot of work to shift that. But I think it also can be difficult for youth and family to families to find out about the things that do exist already. And so our goal with the youth map was to get all of that information into one place where people can access it so that they can find the things that are going to work for them. Um, So that was, it was a long process. It took a couple of years to do all of the data collection and build the interface um, to have that up and running and get all of the feedback from the organizations and, do testing and revise it and all of that. But now I think it's a really useful tool um, for people to find information and not just about the programs, but also um, how to find a program that is free or that is accessible on a bus line. You know, you can search by a lot of different metrics. So you, you would say you're satisfied with the results of the project? Yeah, I think, you know, with these kinds of tools, obviously the technology is always changing and the 
I think the most important thing with the tool going forward is that we make sure that it's kept extremely up to date because as soon as the information is incorrect, it's not a useful tool anymore. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to take a lot of work to keep it in in shape and, you know, at the top of its usefulness to people. But um, I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from people who have used it. Yeah, I've I've seen the New Haven Youth map. There's definitely a lot of pins on the map. Um, I noticed that the map is sponsored by Bing. Use Bing Maps. <laughs> Why not Google Maps? <laughs> Hard-hitting question, Anthony. (laughs) That's a tough one. Honestly, I am not actually the person who did the coding to build (laughs) the map. Will Google Maps be on your platform? (laughs) Switching the youth map to Google Maps. It doesn't have to. I think that I would. I would have to do some some research, some polling to you know (laughs) before I could make that that kind of commitment to Google Maps. Have you had a chance to measure the success of this program? Of the youth map? Yes. Um, yeah. So there are there are a few different ways to measure success. We have um, analytics that we can track in terms of how many people are going to the site. Um, but in terms of getting data about whether or not it's actually proving useful to people, it, that has to come as more direct feedback from people who have used the tool to find it so do you have any sense of how many people are using it i don't have the current numbers on me but it's it's in the thousands um on a different note how would you describe your average day um i think like going throughout your day what does it typically look like does that make sense Are we back to speed dating? (laughs) More like um, what balance is it between graphic designing and your position as a Word One Alder? Yeah, um, I would say on a typical day, you know, since like all of the Alders, I have a day job. What I usually end up doing is I'll schedule meetings with constituents or other Alders that I need to have um, at the very beginning of the day before I go to work and then on my lunch break, which is how I am here on the Politic Podcast. Um, And then most of the work really happens in the evenings. So all of the official Board of Alders meetings happen in the evenings so that people, you know, normal residents who also have day jobs um, can attend them. So in the evenings, I'll often have a Board of Alders meeting or I might be meeting with a student group or just having a one-on-one so I want to read something from your website. So it says you are, quote, engaged, you've engaged constituents on key issues through online updates, meetings with student groups, weekly open office hours on campus, and hundreds of one-on-one meetings. So starting with online updates, can you tell us where students can turn uh, to on the web to find updates about the work you're doing? Yeah. Um, currently, I think the best place is probably over Facebook. So if you like my Facebook page, um, I put out updates about important meetings that are coming up or um, opportunities to engage or give input. Um, I think that's probably the best location to get the most up-to-date information. Okay. And then meetings with student groups. Can you tell us a couple student groups you've met with recently and what's come from those uh, meetings? Yeah. Um, Last week, I got to meet with the Dems um, Legislative Committee to talk about um, the work that we're doing on the campaign and also about um, a project I'm working on right now around 
changing the ordinance that we passed around getting students onto the Board of Education um, and talking with them about um, opportunities for them to give input as we're doing that revision process. Um, so there's two student representatives on the Board of Education now? There okay. are, yeah. Okay. Kimberly Sullivan and Coral Ortiz, who are currently serving on the Board of Ed um, and, in my opinion, doing a really excellent job. So do they provide input then at all the meetings as well? At the Board of Ed meetings? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that that sounds great. Yeah. Okay, and then going back here, how about weekly open office hours? I'm sure after listening to this podcast, some of our listeners are going to want to come talk to you. Yeah. Um, can you tell them when your office hours are and where? Yeah, I am at Blue State, as we discussed before, one of the best locations for good coffee. Drinking black coffee. Drinking black coffee at Blue State um, on Fridays from 11 to 12. Um, And I'm also, well, sorry, you're probably going to get to the last point. No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm going to bleed into the last one, which is that um, it's it's awesome when people drop by my office hours, um, but it's hard to schedule them for a time that works for everyone with classes. So I would say that most of my meetings um, with students in particular end up happening from people just emailing me or texting me and setting up a different time, though there's still a lot of coffee involved in that. But I know a criticism has been, I mean, some Yale students have felt you're not as connected with them as they would like. And I'm curious if there's anything you plan on doing if you get elected for your next term to further connect with Yale students, if you think that criticism is warranted. Um, Yeah, we were just wondering. Yeah, I mean, I think that the criticism I've heard through the campaign has been about the balance of my time between the work in the city on the initiatives that we're doing and being present on campus. For me, um, I think given the scale of crisis that we are facing as a city, especially around jobs, um, I've had to be really thoughtful about how I strike that balance Mm -hmm. and um, making sure that I'm able to do all of the work that we just talked about to be present, to be accessible um, with putting in the time downtown and with my colleagues to build the relationships to be able to actually be effective on the bigger issues. So something I want to talk to you about is the Youth Violence Initiative. You were involved in that. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the financials of that, how much it costs to start, how much it costs each year to run, and what that goes towards? Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, in my first term, we applied for and were really lucky and grateful to get some very generous funding from the state of Connecticut in order to start a youth violence prevention grant initiative. And so some of my colleagues and I developed that program based on the input we had received from our constituents and especially from a lot of young people about what their priorities were and what they thought it would take to actually reduce youth violence in the city. And so... In terms of the financials, um, in that first year, the grant started out, I think it was $250,000 for a six-month period, 
And then um, we were able, because the program was really successful, we were able to reapply and we've been able to get around $500,000 a year uh, from the state of Connecticut into the city over the past. We're now, um, I have a big stack of grant applications sitting on my coffee table right now because we're going through the process for the fourth round of funding for this. And the way that it works is... um, we thought that it was really important to put the funding directly into the programs that are being the most effective at serving young people in the neighborhoods already rather than starting our own city program. And so local organizations can apply for grants um, in a few different categories around job training and readiness and certification and around um, leadership and mentorship and conflict mediation. And then we review those applications and score them on a rubric and distribute the funds to um, organizations that are doing really amazing work. Do you follow up with them to see how they use those funds and maybe assess or measure the outcomes of how the funds are spent? Yeah, we do, both for our own purposes and for the reporting we have to do to the state. We use a results-based accountability model where the organizations um, track all sorts of things and report them back to us. Um, And we try to get feedback from the participants in the programs also. I'm curious. I know when Fish was running, one of his big campaign pushes was that he was going to be a connection between Yale students and the New Haven community. And I'm curious, if I'm a Yale student and I want to get involved in New Haven, uh, what should I do? Or what ways do you think Yale students could get involved in the New Haven community? I think that there's a really, really wide range of ways, and it really depends on what your interest is. Um, There are so many opportunities for service, both through Dwight Hall and not, just through organizations in the city. Um, A lot of people don't realize that our city hall is just steps away from old campus, and all of the public hearings happen there, almost all of them. And so um, you can just stroll across the the green to listen or give testimony. Um, If there's a legislative initiative that you're interested in, you can submit legislation, and um, I am around to talk you through that process and help you navigate it. So, you know, there's all of those um, more formal pathways, but I also think that um, there's a lot to take advantage of in New Haven just as the place where we live and to sort of take the time to walk beyond where you might usually walk or go to an event in a different neighborhood or just get to know someone who isn't a Yale student. Um, I think those experiences, I know for me personally, made my time at Yale much richer. And so I'm grateful for that. And I know in the Democratic primary, you were able to win by a sizable margin. I know there were huge campaign pushes at the end. I was curious, looking back a few weeks, were you confident that you were going to win that election? And how confident are you moving into the general do you want me to put a grade on that? <laughs> no, you, no, you don't have to put a grade. You don't have to put a grade. I'm, 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 I'm curious because it, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. A lot. I think a lot of people at Yale were surprised at the margin. And I don't know if they should have been. I mean, what, were you surprised at the margin or did you really like see or were you really confident going in? Um, honestly, I I. 
I did not predict what the margin would be, but I I feel like the the campaign was really in the primary was really just about trying to reach as many people as we possibly could and have real conversations with them on a very short timeline. And especially for freshmen who just got here and of course are not registered to vote here. And um, I know when I was a Yale freshman, I certainly did not, I didn't even know that I feel like I didn't understand that I even lived in New Haven, let alone what word one was or what the board of alders was. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really just a sprint to try to, get as many people engaged as possible and you know that's the work that we're continuing now and we just we have a few more weeks to actually be able to reach some people who we weren't able to find in the primary when do you think your campaign is going to start really gearing up again for the general we've been out there um talking with people already and it it's been really great um in particular I think one of the kind of themes or ideas that came through in the primary that was most exciting to me was the conversation around the role that Yale plays in the city and what we want to see our university do as, um, you know, as a school toward its students, but also toward its workers and toward its neighbors. And so my campaign since the primary has been really focused on going back to people and following up on that idea and talking with them about the more specific ways that they want to see Yale do more. So after this term, do you foresee yourself running for another term? You'll have to ask me in a year or two. Okay. (laughs) And I'm curious because this is something that came up during the campaign, during the election, um, in the primary. One criticism that your opponent, (laughs) Fish Stark, received quite often was that he was using this Ward 1 position uh, as a springboard to future political office. Do you see yourself pursuing politics long term? I really don't. Um, I I think New Haven is a pretty special place. And for me, I mean, before I ran for Alder the first time, I just I would never in a million years have imagined myself as a person who would run for office. But I think that, you know, the wards are so small here that you can have a kind of representative democracy that I think is quite rare. And you can be more of a community organizer and actually know um, a huge portion of your constituents and end up with alders who really are representative of their neighborhoods. Um, So all of those factors for me come together to make me really love doing this work, but um, larger scale politics would not be for me. (laughs) Going off of that, um, how important do you think it is that uh, one of the representatives of Ward 1 be uh, a former Yale student or a current Yale student? Do you think being a former Yale student puts you at any disadvantage from connecting with the people on campus currently? If you're saying that your job is to represent the people, like be an indicator of the community you're representing, do you ever find it difficult because you no longer go to the school? Um, not really. I mean, I I definitely think the fact that I was a Yale student is helpful to me in, you know, really understanding what it's like to be a student here and to be new to New Haven and trying to figure out how to make a life here. So I think that experience is, is helpful. But when you think about what it means to be representative of your constituents, I mean, I, I'm a Yalie. I graduated three years ago. 
I'm 24. I think, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm I'm quite similar to my to most of my constituents. Mm-hmm. So do we have any further questions or are we ready to move on to our yeah, favorite I'm segment? Good. Thank you so much for answering our questions. Yeah, I re- yeah. really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep you here for just a few more minutes because it is time for the rumor mill. Woo! Yay! (laughs) You look nervous. We love the rumor mill. (laughs) Sounds exciting. Oh, man. Okay, Anthony, take it away. Okay, so for the last podcast, our, our rumor mill actually involved you. So I want to get get a follow up. I noticed I was in the Styles dining hall and there were posters that said like compost, like to throw your trash away, like compost, I guess your fruits or whatever. And that compost poster looked exactly like your campaign's posters exact same color we want to know did you no design way. the styles compost posters <laughs> can someone pull up a photo to show her oh man yeah we've talked about this a lot so oh i'm glad goodness. we have you here to determine whether or not it is the most distinct mustard yellow <laughs> it's just like extremely posters. similar i don't know like Very maybe does it make you want to compost yeah <laughs> great poster yeah i'm oh, in look at that freaky I, right i'm the, now there, seeing a picture of the poster mm-hmm. don't pretend you haven't seen it before <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no ketchup splattered on your posters however but other than that it's true it's freaky I, i'm so sorry i wish that i could take credit for that poster but i just can't oh, the mystery continues the wow. rumor is not true i guess <laughs> Wow, that's the first time we've disproven a rumor. Wow, <laughs> the rumor mill gets a new job every day. Hmm. Unless I secretly did. Yeah, true. I mean, we don't even know. <laughs> it's <a> conspiracy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we also heard, um, this is a little personal, but we heard that you're engaged. Is that true? Is that rumor real? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank Everyone you. loves the tabloids. <laughs> love, love, Clearly. yeah. Love good gossip. We beat Rumpus to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hooray, yay. We what, love it. When was it? When did you get engaged? Yeah. Uh, last November. Oh, wow. We're late, guys. <laughs> Dang. Our right. rumors. But you are the first. Schedule, so. Are we the first? Well, you're the first. Uh, to, to ask about it, <laughs> right. it really yes, only works in the rumor mill. Yeah. <laughs> Do you That's know awesome. when the wedding will be? The wedding will be this November. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. November third. What if it was on November third? At the poll. Right. Yeah, right, <laughs> in, right in front of the polling <laughs> station <laughs> is your wedding. That's, so That's not funny. true. That marriage special. license. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go down at City Hall. The results. <laughs> no, yeah, don't do that. Are <laughs> don't you getting married that. in New Haven? I'm not. I'm getting married um, in Philadelphia, where my family is. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is exciting. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you. We, that was a great rumor. Well done, Anthony. <laughs> okay. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We really enjoyed yeah, talking thank you with so you. Much. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we know you're busy and like have a full job, <laughs> which we do not have. <laughs> we have a lot of classes, though. Yeah. Those classes a lot can of add up. Word. Word. Well, thanks very much. Thank thanks you. for having me. And with that, thank you for listening to the Politic Podcast. My name's Anthony Carews. I'm Maddie Colbert. I'm Simone Seaver. And of course, a special shout out to Phoebe Petrovic for producing the podcast. 
Michael May for the music, and WYBC for the studio. See you guys next week.